Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts with Peaches. This is my Pride Month finale episode. You're going to hear a couple of segments when I have people come and talk about their experience and with how they feel about Pride and give a little bit of their point of view on messages that LGBTQIA plus community needs to hear in these very decisive and um, critical times of change. It's around the world and especially in the United States right now. Um, I'm going to put the segments first, then I'm going to give my Pride address that I normally do every year for Pride just to give my thoughts and feelings on what pride means to me and where we stand as a community, as a whole, today. So, get ready, have fun, happy pride. Hello. Hello. Good evening, welcome to the show, darling. Thank you for having me. How are you? How is everything treating you with all the shenanigans going on? I'm doing all right. I'm in there, taking it. All right. Well, since this is my show, everybody knows who I am. So go ahead and introduce yourself to my listeners. Hi, my name is Daniel Soto. Um, I'm a frequent patron at 626, 626, the club in Jersey City. Uh, But also I am an actor... I'm an artist and an activist uh, based out of New York City. Well, everyone, welcome Daniel to the show. So Daniel is our first guest we are going to have in my Pride episode. That's a little different than usual. Um, So the whole premise of this is I want to show the diversity in the LGBTQIA plus community and get different people's voices involved in sharing the message that Pride should be a universal thing for everybody. So... We'll start off by asking, what does pride mean to you? What, what, does, what space does it hold in your life? Pride for me is just a way for me to express myself in a way that feels authentically me. I mean, I come from a small town in Texas, a very religious, conservative background. And for me, pride is the time where I can feel a community of acceptance and love where I don't have to feel like I'm putting on a day-to-day, you know, trying to pass in society when I can really feel wholesome in myself and, and surround myself with those who support that and who also need that comfort and support in their lives. Okay. So second question is, when it comes to the history of Pride, were you do it as its origin or were you introduced to the celebratory elements of it? I originally was introduced to the celebratory elements of it. And for the sole reason that I was still closeted when I first had my first experience with New York Pride, um, I joined uh, one of my school's alumni as a LGBT family theater group. And I just joined them to March the first year. I'm still in the closet, not really sure, you know, um, what Pride was all about. So I was first introduced to it being, you know, a party and just fun. And I think after I finally came out to my family, um, I, I really did my research into, you know, the the journey, you know, our community has had to take and, and the people who are on the front line to that path and how much work we've done, but how much work we still have to do. Okay. And... I apparently have listeners around the world per my last check of the analytics of this podcast, which is still mind-blowing to me. But what would you say your message for 2020 to the LGBT community would be 
given everything that's going on between COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement and the trans lives matter movement and everything like that, what message would you give to the LGBTQIA plus community just to get them to keep hopeful with everything that's going on in the world? I would probably say my message would just be, you know, to put put differences aside and to stand together. I mean, this is a time where we're seeing that our community is diverse and, you know, it's full of many different religions, ethnic backgrounds, identities as a person. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in the different letters of LGBTQIA+, that sometimes we forget we're the same community. And I think right now, especially with so much going on, so many outside forces working against us being accepted, being loved, being treated as equals, already already damaging society that's you know been oppressing us for so many years we just need to band together i think the way that we move forward um in earning rights for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters and and anyone who identifies in between is by standing together and giving each other a voice but also giving each other an ear if it's not something you agree with it's not something um that you've been raised around or heard about educate yourself, listen up. Um, I mean, I don't have much experience around the trans community um, within the LGBT plus community and taking the time to do my research, to ask questions to those trans men and trans women have been extremely, extremely influential in my perspective on what it means to be a community and to have to you know, take up arms in, in the fight for equality. Perfect. That's a, that's exactly the kind of messages we need to get out to everybody just so that they see things in a different scope and understand there's more than just what they experience in life as a reflection of the community. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I cannot wait to put this out for everybody to hear. Um, I will see you the next time you come by the bar and I will buy you a drink Oh, because, well, I, yeah. because <laughs> I can do that. Um, and enjoy the rest of your night, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Happy Pride. All right. Happy Pride. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hey, what's going How on? How are you? Happy Pride Month and stuff. Right. Oh, my gosh. Wait, hold on for just one gosh darn picking second. I should have put on headphones. Uh, <laughs> un segundito. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there we go. Oh, look at me being a good millennial. Okay, awesome. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. I'm glad to finally get to bring you on, and I love that I get to bring you on for this. Which I gotta ask you. Been, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already my show, so people know who I am. So if you do be a favor, just introduce yourself to the listeners very quickly. Yeah, sure. Um, I have many aliases, but honestly, my name is Francisco. And yeah, um, 29, single, uh, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my podcast has now become a grinder profile. (laughs) Okay, so I gave you a general overview of the premise of what I'm doing. I'm just going to go over it again just for the sake of the segment. Um, So with Pride Month happening right now and everything going on in the world, I wanted to do something to give as many voices to the community as possible about what Pride really is to people and things like that. So... What does pride mean to you? I think for me, like, it means a lot of, like, self-acceptance, you know? Um, Like you said it yourself, there's just so many different, like, 
categories or groups that people like to pick and pull other folks in. But then at the end of the day, you have to be okay with you and how you are in your genuine form of self. Okay. So next question, and this is going to be interesting to see how you oh, answer no. this. I feel me always stop. Okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> so how were you first introduced to pride? Were you introduced to the historical relevance of it or to the party and celebration aspect? I honestly will have to say it was a little bit of both. So if you know me really well, everyone knows that I hate big crowds in terms of like parades and stuff like yep. that. But nonetheless, like pride is a big thing around here in New York City. So I would always kind of like find myself in it. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. But then also with working with you, Mr. Gregory Taylor, because <laughs> the dark one. <laughs> Like, there would always, like, these sound bites that you would tell me, like, hey, listen, little bitch, you need to figure out your history of where you come from in terms of, like, why you have these privileges now to date. So, hearing, like, what you have to say, and then also hearing what other people, predominantly you, I was like, oh, shit. So, this is why people could go out gallivanting and wear, like, G-strings and, like, booty shorts and stuff like that, and it'd be okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew that was going to be comical. Um, okay. So, the final part of the segment is... With um, all the COVID-19 coronavirus stuff, the Black Lives Matter situation going on, um, Black trans lives matter and trans women being murdered and things like that, police brutality and all that other whatnot, people are inundated with a lot of stuff right now. What's Mm -hmm. one positive message you could give to the LGBTQIA plus community for the rest of 2020, just to have them be hopeful and get through it. Man, I know it's cliche and people are like, going to be like, Oh fuck. Of course. Yeah, sure. But like, honestly, really it's togetherness and just like knowing that you're not alone. I mean, that statement still stands strong, at least personally for me, like whether if you feel like you don't have your tribe, whether if you think that you're completely utterly alone, like just know that those are considerations and those aren't truths, you know? Like, there is people, there are people out there that really do hands down absolutely adore you. Oh, thank you so much. That was lovely. People need to hear things like that more often. Um, oh, thank you, right? Oh, my God. I appreciate <laughs> you jumping on this call with me. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to put no. this out for everybody. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. This was fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I will talk to you soon. Happy Pride. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> Good. Okay. So, all of my listeners already know who I am. So, please introduce yourself. Sorry, it's loud. Uh, hold on. Let me redo it. So, should I say my real name or whatever? Make it doesn't matter to me. All right. So, my name is Noah. <laughs> And I don't know. I suck at this, Greg. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is my good friend, Mr. Noah Hart. Um, you can find him on Instagram at this. Um, we'll do that later. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I brought you, I asked you to come on because this is my pride episode. And instead of doing my normal rant that I do every year, I wanted to have different people give their voices to a couple of questions regarding people's views on pride and their their history with the whole concept of pride. So 
I had a couple of people I wanted to ask. So I knew they would have um, good opinions and good feedback to the situation. So, first question: What does pride mean to you personally? To me, pride is most importantly loving yourself. Um, there, we're different people. Everyone looks different, acts different. Um, so, as long as you're proud of who you are and what you're becoming. That's definitely the most important thing. That's basically step one. Um, also, a lot of people confuse um, pride with um, just being cocky about something. Um, you don't have to be cocky about being gay or basically flaunt it to the entire world. You just have to let people know that you're okay and you're happy with who you are and everybody else should feel the same way. Okay, I like that answer. See, this is the kind of, this is the kind of stuff people need to hear. This is why I brought you on here. So, <laughs> the next question is, and this is, this is a topic you and I have discussed before, actually. So, just so people Uh-oh. hear, not not any not any of the other stuff. That was supposed to be for that other episode, <laughs> anyway. But that's going to be another one coming up. That I'm going to have you on because that's going to be interesting. But yeah. the question is, were you first introduced to Pride? as the historical event or the celebratory event? Definitely as a celebratory event. Uh, I think I was 17 when I first went to the first Pride Parade. And it was uh, just a fun event. Like, it wasn't introduced as as a history-based um, like event. It was mostly just to go have fun, meet people, which... Um, took me a few years to understand the purpose and the point of it. Well, that's why I asked the question, because you've heard me talk about this in person and online a lot of times. I am all about people knowing the full spectrum idea of what Pride is based on. Understanding that it is a celebration of a fight that got us the rights we did. So I don't have a problem people partying and having a good time, but understand what had to be done so you can party and have a good time. That yeah. that's no, I, that, I feel like um growing up and being older at the age I am now, I definitely have more pride in the sense of where uh where I am now and what we've become because in the beginning, like when I was younger, I didn't know what it took to get to be able to go outside and hold hands with a guy. I just knew I couldn't and it wasn't even a thought. So now I could actually go to a pride parade and actually be grateful and proud of of walking it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just... That's the part that a lot of people don't realize is everybody wants to get a new outfit and look their best and go to this party and that party and the other party and buy nutcrackers in the pier and stuff like that. But so many of them just think it's a big party. It's like, it is... But they have to understand what are you celebrating? What what why are you celebrating this? Why do all these people come out at the end of June every year for this huge party? And I think people have a better time when they know the history behind it because they have a little bit more of a reverence for we are actually celebrating something. We're not just out for a party every week just to party. This is actually showing people we're here and we're not going anywhere. Oh yeah, that definitely. But I mean, it takes a certain kind of mentality to get to that place. Because 
you have to educate yourself and learn and ask questions to people that have, have been through it, the, especially the older generation. Because um, a lot of these younger generations is all about, you know, going online and going on the app and just going to Pride and meeting people and getting drunk. But even even uh, even with all the apps and stuff, the, knowing the history makes that even more valuable because without those people before us, there wouldn't be these apps. <laughs> there wouldn't be those opportunities to go out and drunk and meet somebody out in the open and public without fearing for your life or your livelihood. Um, yeah. So, final part of the segment. With everything going on in 2020 between Miss Corona fucking everything up, um, the police brutality, the Black Lives Matter movement, the trans lives matter, and the trans murder rate in the United States. What is a positive message that you could give to the LGBTQIA plus community to stay hopeful for the rest of 2020? Well, first of all, we have to keep fighting um, the cause and not forget because a lot of people are forgetting that this is an everyday thing and it's not just a trending thing. So what I do see in every situation, including the Black Lives Matter, is that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon whenever it's popular or the trending subject, when in fact you should be fighting for them every single day. They go through this every single day. Gay people go through this every single day. Um, so as long as you keep pushing and keep reading and keep um, getting information online on what's going on, what, um, you know, what's, what's happening, then you'll know how to react and how you can help. Now, for a positive note, um, we just have to, it's, it, I know it's cliche, but a lot of people say this, but a lot of people have to learn how to love who they are and be who they are. And if you, if you see yourself being a woman, go be a woman. Don't worry about anything else. If you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to wear a red wig, wear it. Stop worrying about everybody else. And that's, in my opinion, how you achieve happiness. And when you're at that point, then you are, you are more inclined to be positive towards other people. And that's how it creates positivity. That's perfect. Actually people, the the whole thing about self-acceptance and self-love is key because you can't just, I don't like using cliches and quoting RuPaul, but if you can't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? You can't put out into the world what you want until you have it within yourself. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say it too, but they don't, they don't live it. They don't go, they don't live it. And you see, we talk about it all the time. We're like, like between me and you, we're, we accept everything around us and we ask questions and learn about it because we're comfortable with who we are. And someone could come by us and literally tell us, like, disrespect us and we'll just laugh about it because we know who we are already. That, that's like that time I was walking to the path train station and the guy called me a faggot because I had my nails done. I'm like, well, my nails look good, so. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can go to that. Um, You're the unhappy one. Go get your nails done. Go get a manicure, sis. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining me on this call. I appreciate it so much. I cannot yes, wait. To... I gained some experience. <laughs> I cannot wait to put this episode out because I think. All the voices I put on this are a lot of good messages and they're coming from some different perspectives. Um, and I will talk to you soon, sir. Sounds good. Bye. Catch you later. Bye.
Hello. Hello. Okay. Round two. Okay. Okay. So let's start off with the introduction. Okay. Go ahead. You <laughs> introduce yourself. Okay. So I'm Justin. I am a Brooklyn, I should say a Brooklyn man born and raised. I am a 37-year-old high school English teacher, and I am gay. Shaping the minds of our young people. (laughs) I hope so. I better be. (laughs) Okay, so what does pride mean to you? Okay, so I'm going to go totally, like, totally on the fly with this. Um, And it's a really, really crazy question to answer because pride is is 7,000 different things for me. Um, So I'll try and narrow down a few. Okay. Um, Okay. Oh, Gregory, I can't. Um, So I think pride, right, is, is, I mean, I think before you can start anywhere with pride, you kind of have to start with self. So I think pride for me is being comfortable with self and with who I am and my own skin and my body and the way that my mind works and, you know, um, who I love and how I love and how I express myself and my fashion and my tastes and, you know, what I like sexually and just being true to that self. Um, Because without that truth, I think it's really hard to be proud. And I think it's really hard to celebrate pride. Like without all of that, I think you, you kind of stand in the shadows of pride. So that I think is, is pride like for me a lot. I think pride is also about struggle and history and knowledge and change and, you know, looking at where our community was and understanding the way that our community was perceived, the way that our community is perceived, you know, how, how all of these changes have occurred and how we have to embrace these changes and be proud of these changes and kind of, you know, play our, our role for, for what the future is, you know, looking back. So pride is, is, I think pride is really about being proud. Like that's what it is. Um, being proud of yourself, being unity, being proud of what, what, what's every, what everything is constantly evolving into and, and being proud of that process. Um, that's pride. Okay. So next question, were you first introduced to pride from the historical side or from the celebratory side? All right. So you want to go a little deep here with me? As deep? Like, go ahead. Go for it. I mean, I'm going to I'll put myself on the table here. Um, so <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I really struggled with my sexuality for a long time. Okay. Um, so it's funny, <laughs> like 
growing up in New York City, I obviously knew about Pride and I knew about the parade and and I'm growing up because I I struggled so much and I you know tried so hard to fight who I was for so many years. I loved the idea of the parade and I celebrated the idea of the parade and I would always be like, oh, it's so cool. You know, that's so cool. Like, that's so great. And there was this like yearning desire for me to go to the parade. But because for so many years I wasn't out, I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do in terms of pride. Um, and part of me was kind of okay with that. And the other part of me was like, very not okay with mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, and so I, I was celebrating pride for the idea behind it, but I was not celebrating pride for myself for a really long time. Um, and I think because I was, was fighting that side of myself, the idea of even going to the parade and celebrating other people was out of the question for me. Um, and it's, it, it fucking sucked. Um, so again, I mean, it kind of goes back to my first question. Like, I mean, to your first question, my first answer, like, so, so pride was celebratory, but until I could start celebrating myself, I was not okay with celebrating my community. Like, so crazy to think about that but, and where I am. But now. that, that um, is that is an amazing perspective. To, that's an amazing way to use words to put that into perspective for people. That you could celebrate the event for the celebratory part, but you couldn't celebrate what the event meant. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I couldn't go there. Like, I couldn't even go. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so great. Like, I'm such an ally. And I like inside, I would like cringe at myself because I'm like, oh, my God, like I need to be there being myself. And I can't even go because I'm not OK with myself. So pride, you know, it's funny. So first, I guess, like so after I, I came out and, you know, did a lot of work on self and finally became okay with who I am, like, because there was never any reason not to be okay with who I was. Like, you know, once that transformation happened within me, um, pride became super celebration. And um, it's funny, my, my first, like, serious boyfriend a few years ago, right, um, would always talk to me about, you know, the history behind pride. And he would bring up all of this, you know, so this is going back a, a few years, like, like when I first came out um, and he'd be like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. I watched this really great documentary on Stonewall or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, they're coming out with all this stuff about Sylvia Rivera. And I would be like, what? I'm like, who? He would be like, what? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, you don't know what I'm talking about? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, it's your first boyfriend. And you're like, oh, my God, I said the wrong thing. Like, um, and I, I was like, honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know a lot about the history of pride. I don't really know a lot about gay history at, at all. And he was like, oh, my God. He was like, you really need to, to know. 
He's like, you know, this is our struggle. Like, this is our life. This is where, where we've been. Like, this is how we have what we have. He's like, how could you not know? And you know what? And I, I didn't feel it wasn't a bad conversation and it wasn't a bad dialogue. Um, and it didn't make me feel bad actually, because everything was so new to me that I was like, okay. Like, and I was like, you know what? You're totally right. Like you're totally, right. I, I do need to know. Um, and it's funny. I mean, I, I teach this to my students, you know, teaching English. I teach them all the time. I'm like, if you don't know the history of a people, whenever we're reading a book, if you don't know the context in which that book was written, you can never understand anything about that book. Like, you can never understand the characters. You can never understand what the author is doing. You can ever, never understand the narrative. You can never understand all of these, like, little subconscious things that are woven into the text. Like, so if you don't understand the context in which a book is written, then you never really understand the book. And I'm like, wow, what a hypocrite I am. I don't know my book. Like, so that's when pride also took on like a, you know, where, where I said, you know what, this is my job. How could I teach my students that they need to know the context of a book? And I don't know the context of my own story. So that's where history like really became important to me. And, that you know, just summed up exactly why I did this episode the way I did, because so many people go to pride and, the party and the festival and all the sponsors and stuff, they don't know what they are celebrating. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. I saw, I saw something on Instagram uh, a few weeks ago that one of my cousins posted. She said, you know, pride isn't, isn't over, you know, like pride is not dead. Maybe pride, the trademark is dead. Like, but pride's not dead. And I was like, you know what? That is so fucking right like you know and also you know listen is is the partying a, a part of it you know what sure but in the grand scheme of things that's not what pride is like that's not what pride is like pride is pride is our our context it, it's know. it's that's part of pride we are the thing is we are celebrating but you have to understand that we are celebrating something it's not just a party like we go to the party on a friday night at the club we're actually commemorating and right. celebrating right. something you know I, I i get really worried sometimes that you know our the history of things always gets lost because of you know what what things are supposed to be, you know, um, yeah, like, so that's one of my fears is that, you know, these people are out there celebrating and getting wild, but they forgot, they forgot what, what everything was like before the celebration, you know, and they forgot who allowed for us to have the celebration. And, you know, that's one of my that's one of my biggest fears is that people forget what got us where. But we that's are. the beauty that we have in things like the books or the internet or even why I do this podcast is now there's voices reminding people of those things. So they I don't so. forget. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I'm not even gonna leave it to hope. It will remind them. Somebody will share this with a friend and hear something that's like, oh wow, I didn't know that. Then they'll go on Google on their phone and be like, Oh, I didn't know this, that, and the other. Now, right. with that being said, with everything going on in the world, between 
COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, the trans murders across the United States, and all of the movements to further equality, what would be a positive message you want to leave with people for the rest of 2020 to stay hopeful through all these processes? You know, you really, you're, you're so good, Gregory. Um, so my, 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 I guess my positive message is like, it can be done and it will eventually all be okay. And it might not be great and it might not be where we want it to be. And all of the progress that we're looking for realistically cannot be made in a week, in a month, in a year. It's ongoing, but, but I mean, I have a lot of faith that, you know, like one, one pebble can create a, you know, if we're moving in the right direction, you know, 2020, I, I think, you know, so many people see 2020 as like this hopeless year. And the more that I see and the more that I hear and the more that I read and the more that I reflect, and I think reflecting is probably the the most important part here. I don't think 2020 needs to be seen as hopeless. I think people need to start seeing 2020 as hopeful. So if you can try and it, and if you're feeling like everything about 2020 is lost, just maybe remind yourself that despite all the wacky stuff and the sad stuff and the disgusting stuff that's gone on, we've seen a lot of beauty come out of the ugly. That's amazing. That's actually, that's, that's nothing more needs to be said. That's a, that's a perfect way to sum this up. Thank you so much uh, for joining <laughs> me through all the technical difficulties. You are the best. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to post this episode. I will talk to you very soon. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye Gregory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Hello. Oh, well, you, you had your own intro music and everything. <laughs> Let's go. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing oh. well. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, 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 when I planned out this episode, I was looking forward to see who I would be able to get to record with, and I'm glad it got I got to record with you because we talk so much online about so many different things. This is going to be a very fun conversation. We do, we do. So I'm excited about this too. Yes, let's go, let's go. All right. <laughs> so they know who I am because it's my show, but just introduce yourself to the listeners. Um. Uh, so my name is Ramel. Some of you might know me from the nightlife. I worked in the LGBTQ nightlife in New York City for like over 10 years. And are you are you there? I'm still here. I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? Hold on one second. There's an echo. There is. Is right. that coming from? I'm not sure where it's coming from, but just keep going. It's fine. I can edit around it. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to find something too. What did I just do? I'm trying to wait. Okay, so what? 
Wait. So, <laughs> okay, okay, I found it. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do this again or? No, keep going. This okay, is fun. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, so, this so, is the fun of it. So I'm just saying that. Um, like, so, like, you know, I worked in the nightlife for like 10 years. I think I'm kind of like semi retired now, but <laughs> I still pitch in every so often as much as I can when asked to. But uh, I worked at LGBTQ nightlife for like 10 years. It was a really good experience because I get to hang out, meet so many of my tribes and all that stuff, too. All right. And that's actually what we're celebrating right now. Part of the reason I did this episode is yeah. there's so many different voices that represent what pride means and sometimes just like you said people want to hang out and meet their tribe people need to hear different voices to figure out where they belong and what they believe in. absolutely so first part of the question is what does pride mean to you um okay so pride is like it's a celebration it's a big loud celebration showing the world that we are here we are queer and we're here to stay obviously and it's also a time we choose to celebrate yourself as a whole person given all the struggles like we all went through in everyday life. And also not, but least, celebrating how much the LGBT community has progressed over the years from anywhere from the Stonewall rights up to like marriage equality and so forth. That's what, okay. That's what, all that is pride for me, you know? <laughs> all mean, right. So yeah. you, you, meant, you, you touched on two points and that leads to the next part of the conversation is how were you first introduced to Pride? Were you introduced to the historical significance of it or the celebratory element? I was uh, celebratory first. Okay. Like at first, like I, uh, when I was like when I lived in Tampa many years ago, when I was like seventeen. I was coming of age. I was. It was my. First, it was like basically like my beginnings exploring my true self because you know, as a gay man, gay land man, you know. All the struggles of pressure for family and society and all that stuff. There, I was actually able to start really exploring myself, my true self at least. So I had my first ever partner. I had my first ever gaysty. Um, I went to my first parties. I met drag queens. I met like, transgender women, men. All it was like it was, and it was like people that was allowed to be myself or come into terms with myself there too. Mm-hmm. But that helped me in the past for self acceptance and also, uh, I, uh, not even to this day, but I'm just saying back then I was like, all these bitches are fierce. I was just like, what the? I was 17 years old. Like, what is this? I love all of this. <laughs> you know? And it was a celebration. It was a party. And then from there, I got to, when I moved back to New York, I went to my first ever pride parade. And that was just like enormous to me. I was like probably 22 or something when I first went. I was still like kind of little gothy slash raver. So I went there. I went there looking like a black rainbow, basically. <laughs> basically, yes. Yeah, so that was awesome. So I, I got into the party aspect first, and then I started to get down to the wire with history a long, a long time, you know? All right. Now, with that being said, the most important question I pose to everyone with everything going on in 2020 between COVID-19, the Black Lives Matter movement, kicking up speed, the Trans Lives Matter movement focusing on um, the murder of trans women in the United States and every other chaotic thing going on in the world. Right. What is your positive... 2020's been a bitch. Um, (laughs) What is your positive message you want to give to the community for the rest of 2020 to stay hopeful for what's to come? Well, first and foremost, mask for mask. (laughs) Let's please... Be conscious of that, at least, you know. Safe and responsible. Safe, Safe and, responsible. and responsible. Always. And also, Black Lives Matters, first. 
and Black Trans Lives Matter too. Remember the first brook brick was thrown by a black trans woman at Stonewall. Yes, ma'am. And that brick cemented like basically pride and the start of it all. We are here because of the defiance that Marsha P. Johnson, you know, that was her defiance. And everybody that time too, they were just like, you know, we're not gonna stand for this anymore. So we're saying with that for the rest of 2020, we have to stand with our black brothers and sisters, especially our black trans sisters. I believe we all have the power, I believe, in black trans power. And I believe as well that we've got to protest all these like racial injustices, systematic racism and forms of oppression. And we must continue to throw that brick, basically, especially for the trans community. That's what I want to say for 2020 going on forward, you know? All right. We need some more. We're going to need a whole lot more bricks. Um, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I cannot wait to post this episode. Thank you for um, having me. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Like, thank you, is, thank you, thank you. This is a first for me, and I'm so excited I did it with you because I see what you do, and I love it. And it's, it inspires me as well. Just, just you know, it inspires me as well. So, Oh, oh my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I will talk to you very soon, okay? All right. Happy Pride, okay? Happy, Happy Pride. Pride. Happy Let's Pride. go. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Okay, now that we've heard from all of my contributors, even through some technical difficulties, I apologize in advance. Um, I'll answer my own questions. You already know who I am, so let's skip the intro. Um, what pride means to me is a celebration of who we are individually and where we've come from as a people. Because we have to embrace both of those things so we know the path and the journey we're on through this world and coming into finding our place in it. Um, as far as my introduction to pride... When I first came out when I was 14, one of my habits was spending a lot of time in the library reading books and things like that. And I was left alone a lot, so not a lot of times people knew what I was reading. And a lot of those books, in fact, were about gay life and gay culture and stuff because I was trying to figure out who I was and what was going on with me. And I didn't have the visibility we have today to see people on TV or a lot of the resources that are available to people today. So I read a lot of books and did a lot of research. So my first introduction to the concept of Pride was actually through the historical elements, learning about the Stonewall riots and things like that and how that came to be. And that kind of shaped my identity as I came out, living as loudly as I have been for most of my life. Then as I got older, I was brought into the world of the celebratory elements of Pride from being in a pride parade my first year working at a gay bar on top of a float going through the parade route to visiting the pier and stuff every year when I moved back down to the tri-state area from college. So I've always been one to embrace both elements and both sides of pride because I feel like they go hand in hand. You must know the history so you know what was fought for, but you must also celebrate the progress that we were made. And also in the celebration, it's a form of protest and resistance in and of itself to the people that have questioned us or devalue us or try to undermine our existence to let them know we're here. We're not going anywhere. We've been here. We raise your kids. We make your drinks. We serve your food. We write your checks. So we will be recognized. Um, my favorite 
summation of that is when the show True Blood was on the air, there was a scene where Lafayette had to go to the table and address the gentleman who sent back the burger claiming it had AIDS on it. And that's kind of how I view me living my gay life. You are not going to try to tell me I don't belong here. You're not going to try to tell me I'm less than. You're not going to try to tell my people they don't belong here, that they're less than. Because I'm not the one. We're not the ones. We're not going anywhere. So, to sum up this finale of the Pride season and the first season of my podcast, I will say this as a message. Please understand, while you are out there celebrating Pride, you have Pride all year long. Your existence, you living your best life, is not only a form of resistance, but a celebration of the work and the struggles of those who came before us so we can walk down the street wearing whatever we want with our hair and nails, however we want, being called the appropriate pronouns for how we identify ourselves and exist in this world. So please embrace that wholeheartedly, and please do so responsibly. I am not here to slut shame or drug shame anybody. Just make sure whatever you're doing, you're doing so with a clear conscience and full consent of all of those involved. Please, please take care of yourselves and each other. And happy pride.